0: and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and squirrels, welcome to the only podcast on planet God dang Earth, where we pick anything and everything to face off in an eight-subject bracket elimination tournament. This is Elite Eight Showdown. I am your host, Big Chuck, and I am joined by my co-host, my comrade, my cohort, and my co-conspirator, Tim France. Tim, how you doing, man?
1: I'm doing pretty well, man. That was... That was a delightful intro. I appreciate that.
0: Well, you know what? I figure if you, we got to bring the heat early, and we got to bring it hot, sizzling. Uh, I am the steak. You are my peppers and onions on the side of this fajita dish of deliciousness. Uh, let's get the plugs right out of the way. You can follow all of us here at the Professional Casual Network on Twitter at Top Tier casual. On Graham at the Professional Casual, and of course, check out our website theprofessionalcasual.com. dot Did I miss anything, Tim?
1: No, I think that's good.
0: Fantastic. Now, Tim, I got to be honest with you. If if I've learned anything in the let's say metric butt ton of hours that I have spent watching professional wrestling, mm-hmm. you got to start your first show off. I mean, white hot. You got to get something to pull the kids in, to pull the, the, the girls in, that pulls those, those smarks that sit uh, behind the keyboards. You got to do something to pull them all in. I say right off the bat, let's crown a champion.
1: Right out of the gate.
0: What, yeah, right out of the gate. I mean, we've got the belt made. And what better way to crown somebody than crown the first ever Elite Eight Showdown, Backyard Deathmatch Champion Thoughts, feelings, suggestions.
1: Um, I mean, how could we not? I guess at this point.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like uh, I paid, let's say, tens of dollars to make this belt. Uh, we need to give it to somebody. And so I went in. I made a few calls, and I, I dare say this Tim, you and I, both bit of a bit of a uh, legend of the backyard uh deathmatch ish um i don't know what what do you want to call this uh, uh a society yeah. community yeah yeah uh yeah yeah i watched a lot i, I, I was a, I was a backyard wrestler back in the day you a legend in new york that you that you were known as the new york backyard champion deathmatch heir uh you were french apparently i don't know how that worked but
1: um yeah it was a it was a euro euro league initially um we oh, imported really? wow. uh, um, our backyard from France to here just to kind of keep it uh, as authentic as we possibly could.
0: I mean, I was once told uh, it's not a it's not a world promotion until you have it defended in the world and or have the world come to you. And I guess that's what happened. Yeah. So congratulations on that. Um, that's really, god dang, that's impressive. So, uh, Mr. France, the way this is going to work, we've set up the yard. We've got the shitty ring base all put together. We've called in all of our friends and our neighbors to come gather around. We've got light tubes. We've got barbed wire. We've got steel chairs that we stole from our dad's work. Pallets from down the street at the warehouse that we may or may not have stolen in the wee hours of the night. Maybe they should lock them up if they don't want them stolen. But we've got the yard set up and we have invited two. I would arguably say if we're gonna start hot, we're gonna start hot. Contestants, combatants, challengers to crown the first ever Elite Eight Showdown Backyard Deathmatch Champion. Tim, shall we introduce our warriors, our wrestlers today?
1: Yeah, there's there's no edge of the seat left that I could possibly sit on. Um,
0: I I sold you a whole chair, but you're only gonna need the edge. That's for sure. Introducing first. Tim, she is America's grandma. Known to her victims as the Oak Park Illinois murderer. She is! <laughs> Golden Girls era, Betty White in a movie replica quality cosplay, Iron Man armor. Let's hear it for her. Let's hear it for her. Woo! Wow. She is looking good. Yeah, I can't, I am frankly shocked. But if, if, if Betty White is going to show up, she's going to spend the money She's definitely buying the best quality movie replica cosplay Iron Man armor that she could find. And she has LED lights in everything. And her opponent, a man that I personally despise. And I and I, you know, I wanna I wanna be impartial here, Tim. I do, Mr. France. But man, is it is it difficult when he is the only man in the world. That can claim that he is America's wheel-spinning trash bag of a human being, mm-hmm. known to his victims as the Vanna White unsettler.
1: Mm.
0: My personal nemesis, an all-around horrible human being. Pat, I'll sell you a vowel for an over-the-pants handy. <laughs> say Jack.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: Now, yeah. Yeah. Now they they have entered. They have they have come through the shitty curtain that was attached to the back of the garage. They have come through. The music has the fa- the fans have exploded. Tim in just absolute insanity. And they cannot believe that these two legends have stepped into the ring. I mean, now, I see this match going down. I see this match going down one of two ways, Tim. If I'm being totally honest with you. Yeah. We've got we've got. We've got Betty White, and we've got Pat Sajak. Now, if Pat Sajak is going to win, I got to feel like he is just going to sexually harass uh, Betty White, much like he does Vanna on Wheel of Fortune, um, to the point where she kind of gets uncomfortable. He trips her, knocks her over because she is in the armor, mm-hmm. and then proceeds to uh, tie her to the wheel and spin her around until that little uh, like arrow thingy that indicates who the person is Slices through her brain and kills her. Now you're not even thinking that seems aggressive, but to be honest, Tim, it's a death match, and somebody's got to die.
1: You're 100 percent right. Initially, I was like, "Man, that does seem extreme," but it is a death match. Um, I think that it important. is a death match, Tim.
0: And I have to ask, how many people have you murdered in the ring? I'm just
1: P- curious. Personally, in the ring, yeah, um, six.
0: Wow, that is way higher than
1: I thought it was. That is terrifying. Like Please. I said, we don't we uh, we go hard. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I can tell that is that is ridiculous. Uh, I'm kind of terrified to work with you now, but good to know. Uh, I will keep a safe but uh, honest distance. I guess.
1: Now, well, yeah, really, thing. really one one murder per foot that we should you know socially distance ourselves.
0: Uh, you know what? You make a great point. I didn't even think about that. And uh, I'll be completely honest with you, Tim. Uh, that's that, that, that's just a good idea. That's just a good rule of thumb. Right. You should stay away from people one foot equal to the number that you have killed. Uh, minimum six. Right. Minimum six.
1: Yeah. At this point, I feel like if you're out and about, if you're buying groceries, if you're going to the store, um, you should already have a kill count of five or six. So... Just be safe, you know?
0: Yeah, be completely, completely safe. But regardless of all that, Tim, we need a crown kind of champions Now, Betty White, Golden Girls era, Betty White. Yeah. If I'm being honest, probably the hottest grandma I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, I'd give you that. Yeah,
0: I mean, okay. Okay, I really thought you were uh, you going to back me a little harder on that. I it's well, a creepy dude who loves guilt. I get it. Cool.
1: <laughs> I mean, just in the proposal alone... You know, she really brought uh, everything that she's packing up to another level that I really appreciate it. And it really took me a second, and took uh, you know just a little bit of the um, excitement away to uh, to go back over what a performance that was.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, you make a you make an excellent an excellent point. Um, I just realized I've never actually seen that movie, so I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. But nonetheless, it is. Uh, it is the, you know, Golden Souls era Betty White doesn't get enough credit for, uh, like, how the fact that she kind of carried that show oh, for a 100%. long time.
1: 100%. And I think
0: if somebody's going to carry this company, it's got to be Betty White as our champion. Uh, and I can't help but feel like maybe she's got one move. It's an effective move, but she's only got one. And that is a straight kick to the dick.
1: Right. The, the, the benefit of having uh, really an excessive amount of LEDs on the movie grade um, cosplay Iron Man outfit on armor is that mm-hmm. her target is going to be lit up with low oh, for sure. with low energy usage, but high output lighting. It's going to be framed, mm-hmm. it's going to be shadowed, and it is going to be targeted and spotlighted for not only the audience, but also, you know, her own accuracy.
0: Oh, hundred uh, percent, and
1: that accuracy is going to
0: be driven directly into Pat Sajak's
1: penis, uh, right? Which, yeah, really, as far as a as far as a, a weak point, pretty important to Pat Sajak, and and really all of his moves are based around, you know, his overly aggressive sexual nature. If she was to yeah. take that out from the start, what does he have left? Well, absolutely, I, and.
0: If there's one thing that Pestigex really good at, it's uncomfortably getting close to you then making you feel bad about being uh, offended by the thing he just said. However, the second he gets in threat range, like, it's over. She's, she's just, boom, straight to the dick. And then if I had to assume, because she's got to kill him, right? This Correct. is how we're going to crown somebody new champion. I say she's probably going to go Light Tube City on him and just smash light tubes over his head until the insides of his uh, head are the outsides of his head.
1: Absolutely, and, and it's, a, it's a great move on her part, too. Not only is she protected from the armor, most likely has some yeah. form of respirator function in there as well. Pat Sajak oh, it really is- phones it in by not coming with anything special. No glitz, no glam, just coming as is. Same old, boring, human trash pile, Pat Sajak. Betty White has prepped she's obtained a very quality set of armor here and really does not spare any expense uh, to add some extra flair and razzle and dazzle Pat Sajak once again phoned it in kind of deserves anything that happens to him at this point I completely agree and he's phoning it in much like he does on the 30th uh, like goddamn season
0: of that stupid wheel spinning show um So, Tim, if you had to choose a winner here, you had to pick, you had to crown our first champion, who who are you picking? Who who is your choice for first ever Elite Eight Showdown Backyard Deathmatch champion?
1: Hands down, no contest, 100% America's Sweetheart, Betty White. Betty White, there you go. Folks, there you have it. Betty White with the
0: infamous white knuckle duster kick to the ball with a, let's say, let's say, on average, 147 light tubes smashed over Pat Ajax head until the insides are out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so there you go, guys. We have crowned the first-ever champion. Now, if there's one thing I know about Betty White, she is a fighting champion. So every week, we will have a new contestant stepping in to the Elite Eight Showdown Backyard Deathmatch Championship. i I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm excited. Yeah. Betty White has signed on and she is good to go. She's gonna make, you know, a couple maybe a little little repairs here and there. Cause Pass Ajax probably did at least try to throw her on the wheel at some point. Uh it's hard to say though. So she might have to touch up the armor a little bit, but she's ready to go for her next challenger, next
1: show. And I think we're so that was a hot opener. Yeah. And we are super lucky to have Golden Girls era Betty White for this too. I think. Yeah, yeah. If if we had gotten current day
0: Betty White, I don't know if the outcome would have been the same. But we've got a more a younger, more agile, more let's 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 say killer instinct.
1: Yeah, Betty White. Yeah, like a puma, agile, like a puma, fierce, lean, ready to go. I'm excited yeah. to see. You know. How long she can carry this title?
0: I, if she makes it all, if she makes it to ten consecutive defenses, she will be crowned uh, a hall of famer of the Elite Eight Death Match, or Backyard Death Match Championship. We should probably learn the title uh, name. Uh, she will be crowned a hall of famer, and we will uh, put her in the annals of. History and time, and we will crown a new champion. But we haven't gotten that far yet. No, we haven't gotten that far. We don't know. We don't know. She, her next contestant that could come out may destroy her next week.
1: Yeah, you never know. And, but you and know that's what? Part Tim, of it.
0: You're absolutely right. That is that is the beauty, the magic that is the Deathmatch, Backyard Deathmatch Championship. But Tim, I dare say it's time. It's time for our main event. Of the evening, eight contestants stepping into the, uh, I, I guess would be the tournament arena. It's a different arena. We actually have a bigger budget than you thought. Yeah, uh, I this is not in the backyard. Procured. No, 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 no. This is light, uh, great production quality overall. Uh, this is the Elite Eight Showdown Arena. And today we are picking the topic. Worst person... Your daughter could bring home as her new boyfriend. Now, Tim, I have I have curated, I have combed the land, all of them, for eight people that I would just be horrifically disgusted by <laughs> if my daughter showed up with this person around their arm. Okay. Okay? Yep. Okay. That is, that is the premise of this. Now, you are in charge of determining the winner and crowning, realistically, the first ever Elite Eight Showdown winner.
1: Tim, are you ready? You know, ready for this responsibility. I, I've been training uh, for this moment for probably minutes at this point. I, I'm ready. I'm also excited. There, there's more blood pumping through me now uh, than there ever has been before. I don't know why that's particularly the case. I do have a follow-up set. But I'm ready to use it while I got it. Fantastic! Then let's get right into it. I am titillated with excitement
0: just from listening to you talk about how titillated with excitement you are. We are titillated and we're ready to go. Bracket number one. Now I will say this, Tim. I have, uh, I have not seated these. These are in uh, random seating because, I, in my opinion, they are all awful in their own beautiful way. And I don't think that we could pick one over the other. Plus, randomization
1: is fun. Well, and and you're nothing if not fair to give all of these, you know, human dumpster fires, uh, their own shot at greatness. You're
0: absolutely right, and I, I am excited because entering in bracket number one, we have the the leader of the Juggalos themselves. That's right, not one, but two, members. Because there's only two. Yep. Insane clown posse stepping up, familiar with backyard wrestling. They probably loved that last match. They probably did. A Juggalo Championship Wrestling uh, actually got started in the backyards and is still in the backyard.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, really true to form. Uh, never one to break, really, from their roots. Really appreciate that about these guys.
0: It's true. And uh, what I love about their roots is they are still, and yet, regardless of how often they try to fight it in a legal aspect, uh, still classified as a gang, the Juggalos. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I feel like uh, that's uh, not something I want my daughter to be associated with.
1: I mean, yeah, that's probably fair. That's probably fair.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't ask a lot from her you know she is, she is my darling she's or in your case your darling right. um, i would be disgusted by uh, by seeing not one but both members because that definitely means tag team back again <laughs> they are space jam and other 90s jock jam songs that i could think of that have nothing to do with sync on
1: yeah that so i'm glad you brought that up um i hope i pray as a father that they, because of, of having such a legacied history in uh, backyard wrestling, that they will uh, respect the rules with my daughter and only have one man mm-hmm. in the ring at a time.
0: That's, <laughs> I mean, I would hope so. But then again, they are arguably one of the worst people. Who knows what they have convinced her? They are definitely, probably, Spring Fago simultaneous
1: uh, just the thought of anyone that i care about with that deep red fago mustache um Ugh. really just sends chills up my up my spine bud up and out up up and out your spine only to then
0: crawl down mine yeah but we would we would be remiss if we did not emphasize their opponent opponent no their opponents because it's only one guy it's hard to believe he's only one guy he was the quintessential 90s trash bag, white trash, rocker, hip hopper, gone country music, gone arguably not that great of a human being, depending on your political views, kid, ball with the ball, da bang, da bang, diggy diggy, rock.
1: What a, in to the ring. What a great mashup. Um, same hometown, fighting for the same people, just... Just incredible! Detroit could not be more disappointed with uh, how these homegrown heroes have turned out.
0: And and the, and the fact of the matter is, they both have more money than anyone in Detroit has combined, because they immediately got out of Detroit the second they had the opportunity to.
1: That's true. Now, now, kid. Yeah, Rocket, so not,
0: not only are they not only are they inspirations for Detroit, but they also. Are the bane of Detroit's existence?
1: Yeah, I, I will say, and and this is super important for right now with these uh, with these with these groups of gentlemen. Both have responded very differently to uh, our current pandemic. Uh, ICP shut down the next uh, gathering of the Juggalos to prevent the spread of COVID nineteen. Kid Rock, on the other hand, is fighting with the city of Detroit to keep his Steak uh, restaurant open. I, I forget the name of it. But does not want to close anything down. Very uh, very different scopes. And not the ones maybe I would have expected from them.
0: I, I, a, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I've been shook to my core finding out this information. The Juggalos, though, I mean, the Juggalos and ICP collectively are a family. Yeah. And they they protect and they care for each other. I also have to assume that nobody who is a juggalo has health insurance. So this is a way to kind of defer that possibility of getting sick because we can't have a breakout in the gathering. Right. Uh, Kid Kid Rock, though, if we're going to try to like maybe make him a little bit better of a human being, even though I'm still disgusted by it, mm-hmm. he himself uh, does a lot of charitable work for Detroit. He does. Technically. And he himself, a, long, a while back, did want to try to work with Ticketmaster and Venues to do a concert where his fans could go and just spend an easy 120 bucks for the evening to just get a t-shirt, a concert, and a drink. Yeah. And you know what? Good on him, I suppose.
1: I guess. Yeah. I mean, ugh. just... Ugh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tim, you got to choose one here. We're talking... Insane clown posse probably tag teaming your daughter versus the human trailer park white trash human being that is the country rock hip hop man kid rock. Who are you going with to advance as <sighs> the worst person your daughter could come home?
1: This is really tough, and it's really tough for a couple of reasons. Number one, you know, my gut wants to go with Violent J and Shaggy Too Dope really badly, but the underlying condition of them potentially tag-teaming uh, my non-existent daughter is a real hard line to get past. Kid Rock is probably going to physically assault her on a regular basis and will play it off Alleg- as a allegedly. charitable... Allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. yes. Yeah. So I think if I had to choose... Now, just to clarify, I'm... Yeah. The, the winner is the one I would rather have date my daughter, correct? No, the
0: one is... the. The winner is the person you would not want to have date your daughter.
1: Oh, okay. Hands down, uh, Insane Clown Posse. Yeah.
0: Okay, because we are crowning the worst. This isn't the best of the worst. This is the straight-up worst human being.
1: Okay. So it's then, the
0: person that you would be more bummed out to see.
1: Yeah, really, in most situations, I'm going to be more bummed out if she brings in two guys over one. So we have to go with the Insane Clown Posse here.
0: Insane composite. Kind of there we go, knocking out, dumping. If I had to assume they were going to take out uh, Kid Rock, it's going to be via submission, and they're going to waterboard him with Fago.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, and yeah, Pineapple Fago at that, two. the worst The worst possible type.
0: <laughs> I didn't even know that's a thing. That is revolting. Moving on to bracket number two, Tim, I argue the Battle of the Dong. Stepping in to the earth. He is probably one of the most famous porn stars in like the history of porn. The man who once said he, quote, has a tattoo of a penis bigger than the, the penis or something on him. I don't know. We are talking about the one. The only. The big dong himself, Ron Jeremy.
1: The man, Stepping the
0: mustache, the myth. In, 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 the, the very same. Stepping in. Uh, going up against a accidental porn star, a legend in the pro wrestling industry, also kind of a racist, and by kind of, I mean absolutely is. <laughs> Hulk, I've got a 24-inch python in my pants. Hogan, stepping into the ring. Ooh. This now, now, Hogan is technically bringing the experience, but I don't know if hulking if up, throwing some fists, dropping a leg is really going to benefit him here unless it's her daughter and it's uh, her mouth that he's dropping his gigantic 24-inch python.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: Hey, Ron Jeremy, just a scumbag of a human being. Uh, I can give you a little fun story. I had two friends, uh, our friends over at the Wreck my, uh, my Podcast, who once went to... Some like I believe it's like some type of convention or concert, but ADN was also there at mm-hmm. the same time. And Ron Jeremy was selling valet tickets for them to park <laughs> their car in the lot. <laughs> and that was how they met Ron Jeremy. Wow. A man a man who has, I guess, fallen from streets. I, I don't really know. Tim, let me ask you, have you ever seen Ron Jeremy stand up?
1: Have I seen him physically stand up, or have I seen a stand-up act of his? <laughs> I, frankly, either or at this. Point. I'm gonna thankfully go with no on both accounts.
0: Okay, so uh, I remember he was on, I believe it was the surreal one, um, one of the earlier seasons, and uh, he he of course participated, and literally his all of his uh, stand-up is just I used to be important and I have a penis. As you do, yeah. yeah. Funny enough. It's not hilarious. It's not good. It's borderline offensive. Uh, I did watch about let's say twenty five to twenty seven seconds of a stand up on YouTube to try to get some research. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was all I mean. it. It was atrocious. Oof. Yeah. All right. I don't. I don't really want to think about my daughter and Ron Jerry. Even even if we're talking like because we're not talking about prime seventies here. Right. We're talking about current day oh. a blob of a human being. Yeah. I mean, it's the battle of bald guys, really. Yeah. Cause Ron Jeremy has probably the like a huge bald spot in the back of his head. He did several years ago when, he, when he was trying to hide it yep. with his long questionable. But I mean, I don't cause he's going to make my daughter shave, and I don't want to be, I don't want to, I don't want to picture that. I want to picture no. them shaving and then him like having to pop a blue chew, not a sponsor, although we should look into that. Yeah. Um, hey, shout out blue, to Blue yeah, Chew. <laughs> shout out to Blue Chew. It's the only way he's going to bone my daughter, I have a feeling. Uh, pop a Blue Chew and then take the fuck truck to pound town on her for a whole maybe six and a half minutes. I don't want to be a part.
1: Ugh. Ugh.
0: Yeah. Going up against, though. Oh, go ahead. Go no, ahead. yeah.
1: Quick note on Ron Jeremy, uh, just as yeah. it happens to work out. He was in both an ICP and a Kid Rock music video. Well, that's revolting,
0: Tim. Yeah, uh, that's that's information that makes me hate both Kid Rock and ICP. <laughs> so, I'm not really sure why they would bring him in.
1: Yeah, I, I don't either.
0: And, and yeah, I'm I wonder if he did the ballet parking for everybody at that
1: show at that. Uh, Maybe that's show. what it was. Maybe they paid him in exposure to do a
0: classic a classic wrestling uh slash pornography
1: yeah uh, trope. Like, listen, man, come by. We'll put you in the music video. You take people's tickets. You park their cars. Just don't fucking assault anybody. If we can, if we can check all those boxes, bud, you know, we're not going to pay you, but, you know, we'll put you in the video. Just don't fucking assault anyone. And just don't, just don't do it. And unfortunately, you know, he has a list. He's got a pretty long list of uh, co workers that he has, uh, you know, maybe not been the most polite to. Really? Yeah. Ah.
0: I mean, I, I, man, I gotta like, I know that that is a, a common thing that happens in in that particular industry. Yeah. But at the same time, if there's like one dude who shouldn't be like that, but obviously he's 100 percent going to be like that, I hate that it's this fucking guy. I hate that yeah. it's Ron Jay.
1: Well, and the fact that he's gonna have to be medicinally um, invigorized to assault my daughter is yeah. really just a whole nother depressing ass level. N- not only that.
0: Not only is that horrible, but if I could just go ahead and put a little sugar on the shit cake that is Ron Jeremy boning your daughter, he's gonna make her pay for the Bluetooth subscription because oh. he's got no money. He was a fucking valet for a ABA <laughs> <Adrian laughs> convention.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So I I can't help but feel like that's that's the worst. Now I guess I don't know how to justify it where it's like it's okay. But I guess if, like, Ron Jeremy, like, if I needed to be okay with it, he's going to die soon.
1: Yeah. You know? He's, Chance, get,
0: he's getting up there.
1: Chances of For his uh, blue, swimmers being strong and, and them producing, probably low.
0: I would, would definitely hope that that is the case. Uh, he also, um, I mean, not that I ever want to imagine this happening. i got to assume that he would probably try to pleasure my daughter, and I want my daughter to be happy. Mm. This is a lot easier of a conversation to have knowing that I don't have children. Viewers uh, or listeners, but I just <laughs> overall, <laughs> overall, I guess if I had to be okay with it, I gotta know. Well, at least maybe you're giving my daughter the good dickin.
1: Yeah, I'm not totally sure that. I, I don't. I don't think that helps me sleep. I don't think that helps me get through the day. I think that that's something that I try to put out of my head as quickly as possible.
0: That's absolutely fair. Also, he is definitely going to hit on your wife and probably inappropriately touch her as much as possible.
1: Yeah. Because he is Ron Jeremy. Because he but is Ron we're, Jeremy. We're,
0: we, are, we would be remiss if we did not focus on his opponent, a star in himself, who accidentally, because he wanted to bone Bubba the Love Sponge's wife, which, mm-hmm. hey, that's like a whole thing, a wrestling icon of the 80s, 90s, 2000s, and then, of course, infamously, back in uh, current day news, Hulk Hogan, a.k.a. Terry, uh, which we... We do have we do have to specify. This is Hulk Hogan we're talking. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about Terry Valea. Because Hulk Hogan has a twenty four inch Python of a penis. <laughs> Terry Vallea does not. It was something that had to be stressed and, and, and proven, I guess, within the court case, uh, when he sued Bubba the Love One. So I do I do wanna I do wanna really hone that home. That we are talking about Hulk Hogan.
1: Okay. And are we talking about the entirety of his career, Hulk Hogan? Do we have eighties Hulk Hogan? Um, do we have hulk hogan uh facing andre the giant do we have nwo hulk hogan in this mix too is this a uh pantheon of hulk hogan's that could be potentially dating my daughter or a specific one
0: or oh, some unholy amalgamation no 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 no! i don't want there to be any cool factor i went and found be- because he's hurting for money current day, i'll Sell you a eight by ten photo for three hundred dollars.
1: Hulk
0: Hogan, who is just soft and squishy now, okay. not really uh, muscular in any way, shape, or form.
1: Oof. All right. All right. I mean, huh. Hulk Hogan at least, arguably, good with kids. Has an income still. I mean, you have to choose between. The vocation of signing an eight by ten for three hundred dollars and not getting paid to valet other people's parking, you know. I th- I think Hulk Hogan has the has the has the hand up there.
0: I can't argue with that. However, if, and it is inevitable that they will get that Hulk Hogan and your daughter will get married because Hulk Hogan will just marry anybody flat out as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. Your son-in-law, technically a murderer. So you
1: have to bring that into Ooh.
0: into the factor as well. Yeah. Also, your daughter-in-law, Brooke Hogan. I mean, just let that marinate.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, there's a lot there. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: there's a lot to unpack.
1: I think, too, uh, in another benefit of Hulk Hogan is, you know, in that uh, notorious video where he's hanging out with uh, Bubba Love Sponge's uh, significant other, you know, mm-hmm. overly concerned about his health, you know? After the deed is done, he complains of having eaten too much, and he shouldn't have had all those carbs, and that he feels really bloated. And I feel that someone at his age, you know, at least acknowledging that he is making perhaps some unhealthy decisions, you know, that shows some promise. That is a very fair point. Shows some promise. While on the other hand, Ron Jeremy gives two shits probably eats Wendy's burgers out of the garbage because that's kind of how I see him as a person as a half eaten Wendy's burger.
0: Now it's funny that you bring up uh, Wendy's burgers out of the garbage. Ron Jeremy, if we're saying does like Wendy's burger as much as he does, mm-hmm. I may or may not allegedly happen, but I think he said this on his podcast. The Ryback. Do you know who the Ryback is? He was a professional wrestler and the kind of like, 2010 yeah. or 2012 to like 15 era.
1: I am vaguely familiar.
0: Infamously, vaguely familiar. He, uh, he was the eat me more or feed me more guy, not eat me more. That would be a really different <laughs> uh, <laughs> different gimmick. Um, he was a feed me more guy. And he famously went through a breakup where he was eating to, you know, he was eating his feelings and he was eating uh, Wendy's baconators, extra cheese, extra bacon, no bun, And he would eat these all the time. And this was right about the time that uh, Wendy's, I believe, had that E. coli breakout. Uh, I don't
1: know if you remember that. Uh,
0: He ended up getting E. coli in his dick. Excuse me? Yes. He ended up getting E. coli in his penis. We're not totally sure how exactly that would have happened. Whether he was eating, didn't wash his hands, then went and, you know, uh, gave himself Wendy's uh, frosty. Yeah. Or... If he uh, somehow maybe was just wanting the warm embrace of something in some way, yep. uh, I don't know. My fear is if Ron Jeremy does indeed eat Wendy's burgers out of the trash can.
1: Yeah, I is, mean that's the smoking is gun. E.
0: Coli, thus my my daughter it? Well,
1: I, I think I think the smoking gun here really for Ryback is one of two things. There's only two obvious answers to how he got E. Coli in his dick, and it is either uh-huh. a he was eating those very keto-friendly Wendy's burgers without the bun uh-huh. and then self filating yeah, I,
0: I don't know if you've ever seen the guy. Not an ounce of body fat on him. He does not eat carbs.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I bet. So I, I think that's that's avenue one, is eating those keto-friendly mm-hmm. burgers and then self um mm-hmm. before brushing. The second mm-hmm. is maybe Ron Jeremy hanging out outside of some Wendy's restaurants by the dumpster, uh, offering mm-hmm. his services. Um, for cash. And Ryback probably took him up on that offer. And I think that's the other way you get I a mean, burger in your dick. You know? Yeah.
0: I, you make, you know, to be honest, you make a very good point. Ryback being uh, distraught about his breakup could mm-hmm. have just been looking for any type of sexual relief to somehow help and cure his sadness and emotional loss had Ron Jeremy give him a quick handy behind the dumpster. Yeah. Yeah, I, I. You know what? You make a great point, but Tim, we gotta pick it. We gotta pick a fighter. Yeah. Enough talking about Ryback's Equal idea. We have to pick a fighter.
1: <laughs> Man, that's not the first time today I've been told that. But I think that <laughs> this this is an easy decision. Uh, I would greatly prefer uh, Hulk Hogan to date my daughter than Ron Jeremy. So Ron Jeremy takes this round.
0: Oh, Ron Jeremy taking the round—that is terrifying. Uh, I, you know what? I dare say. Uh, Dark horse to win it all, Ron Jeremy.
1: Take the whole thing. Yeah. You know, uh, he is certainly, uh, just his history alone is on par with my daughter bringing home any two guys. So outside of ICP, I don't know what's next, but I mean, there is a lot of just awful human sewage that is still left in this round. And all of it's Ron Jeremy. Well, it's funny that you bring that up because I would
0: argue possibly the winner of this tournament about to be decided in this bracket. Ooh. Yes, we've got the snitch, the rainbow-haired snitch himself, Takashi 6'9", going up against Dustin. He does not have the legal rights to his uh, uh, character named Screech, so he had to put an extra E in Diamond. Mm. That is right. A showdown of just the shittiest of human beings: Takashi Six Nine versus Justin Diamond. Those of you don't know who Justin Diamond is? Justin Diamond was the actor who played Screech on, uh, was that "Saved by the Bell"? Ironically enough, ironically enough, the actual trash bag human being uh, uh, that I assume that they chose to base Zach Morris off of, because we all know (laughs) Zach Morris is trash. Um, Dustin Diamond, a literal human incarnate existence of Zach Morris. Okay. Do, are, are you aware of the other awful, horrible things that Dustin Diamond has done in the past?
1: I have. Uh, I'm familiar with a couple. Uh, I'm familiar with the sex tape. Um, mm-hmm. I'm familiar with. Which him. he
0: also has a gigantic penis, so we could have a battle of Dongs here.
1: Yeah, that's very true. Um, yep. Also, aware that he came out with a book. Uh, that, you know, sp- kind of spread some heinous shit about his coworkers from that era that kind of turned it out to be unfounded and a quick cash grab. So not only is he yes, a I... backstabbing friend and coworker, he's also yep. a piece of shit that likes to involve pieces of shit in his sex tapes. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. If I am not
0: mistaken, uh, he did, in fact, uh, release that book, that, t- you know, quote unquote tell all book that was full of shit. And literally every person that was also on the show came out and said, "Yeah, none of that's actually true. We actually get along well." Yeah, just not with, just not with him.
1: Yep. Also, he came out in an Oprah interview and said that it was a body double in the sex tape. It wasn't even him. Here's the thing: I would believe that if he
0: didn't go around uh, constantly promoting it too.
1: Same. Same. So yeah. you can't believe a fucking yep. word out of this guy's mouth. First off, no, he's into weird shit and he's a bad friend, a horrible friend, not a
0: terribly bad boxer, though. If we had to look at a bright side, he has done several celebrity fights. Of course, famously, his last one was against the bagel guy. Oh, yes. uh, Do do you did you ever catch that fight? Tim, no, Diamond versus the bagel guy. I did not. Uh, for those of you who don't know who the bagel guy is, he was a uh, internet sensation, what, two, a year ago, just about, when we when were recording this, on uh, April 21st, 2020, the year of our Lord. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was uh, a guy who, I guess, got caught on camera yelling at somebody about how, uh, I don't know, I guess they were being disrespectful or something. I don't, I, you know, I don't actually know the story of it. I just know that he became an internet sensation and in a happiness shop. Okay. Um, he, d- he definitely yelled the quote, You're not my father, you're not my god, something like that, so I don't have to listen to you. I believe it's something to that level. Anyway, he became famous. They decided, Let's have a celebrity boxing fight between Justin Diamond and the bagel guy. And the bagel guy barely gets tapped and takes a fall and then proceeds to flop like a fish trying to get up and can't. Everybody got real pissed. Uh, The big old guy got sued. Dustin Diamond. When Dustin Diamond is disgusted by your actions, maybe he should have been on
1: list. Yeah. Uh, I have a feeling, though, that if someone was involved with Dustin Diamond in a um, production of any form, that if that person – turns out to make some piece of shit actions uh was probably paid for and uh, solicited by dustin diamond himself is my immediate gut reaction to that i mean
0: allegedly we don't know that but i also would absolutely say that however dustin diamond does beat the crap out of the nerdy dude from welcome back cotter okay yeah, that was like. I remember when uh, it was uh, celebrity like boxing matches on um, uh, Fox Network, because Fox is going to be the only one to green light that mm-hmm. trash bag. Yeah. Um, he went up against the uh, the nerdy dude, that miss you know, Welcome Back, at there I don't remember his name. And they went at it, and Justin Diamond literally beat the shit out of this poor old man for no reason. Oof. Yeah, because Justin Diamond is a piece of shit. However,. Going up against Takashi Six Nine. Now, more often than not, we, we refer to Takashi Six Nine, a punk rapper, uh, pretty pretty famous uh, within the hip hop and rap scene. Something I'm very familiar with. Him, I don't know if that. Uh, my DJ name was DJ Rock Your Socks, A.K.A. Captain. Ch- back back in my in my hip hop days. <laughs> That's right. Uh, did I lose you? Nope, I'm here. Are you okay? Okay, just just want to make sure. I wasn't sure if you were uh, if I lost you there or anything like that. However, again Sakashi <laughs> uh, Takashi Nine is famous for uh, being a snitch of a human being. yeah, uh, because he did get charges of racketeering put up against him. Uh, he proceeded to rat out everybody that was involved mm-hmm. uh, in the case, giving them all the information he, I believe did know jail time.
1: um, actually. He did do jail time, not for that charge, but for soliciting a sexual act from a minor. Um, and was Wonderful. Just released this month to go uh, on to house arrest because he was scared that the COVID-19 that could potentially affect the prison he was in would, uh, would upset his asthma. And the judge uh, ruled that, you know, because he has asthma and is a little bitch boy that he was allowed to go on house arrest instead. He is now asking the judge for permission to be able to shoot music videos in his backyard because it doesn't explicitly violate his house arrest.
0: Neat. I I feel like we need to put the judge on this list now to allow any of that to actually happen that is ridiculous. Right. Um he also I do know that like one of the things that he uh, was like famous for for being a shitty human being was uh the lady, I don't know if it's necessarily the lady that he was involved with in that case that was underage, but uh, he famously made her choose between whether she wanted to be violated barbecue brush or something else that was also sharp and disgusting. So just an overall... Wow. Not, yeah, not a good human being. Um,
1: I thought this round was going to be no contest until you said that.
0: I, I To be honest, I, I thought it would be too. Um, but the more the a little more research that I did on uh Mr. Takashi, the the more that I couldn't stand him. Because a snitch is a snitch. You know what I mean? Like snitches indeed get stitches, right. but does that make them the worst? But then I went and found out all this other information about him and it made me realize man, he might he might win the whole tournament
1: wow. based off
0: just that information.
1: Yeah, that that is a massive amount of that is wow. Okay. Because initially I was like, "He's a little bitch. He's a snitch." I le- legitimately, as far as him dating my daughter, initially was kind of fine with it because it's like he doesn't have it in him to do anything anyway. Mm-hmm. But that's that's fucked up.
0: Uh, that is it is fucked up. It is fucked up. But I will say this: if I am not mistaken, Dustin Diamond may have been involved in
1: a murder. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah.
0: Takashi six nine allegedly. Takashi Six Nine technically never arrested for a murder. Just everything.
1: <laughs> right. I still. I, right. I feel like Dustin Diamond still wins this round. But that
0: is that is a bold statement. But I will support it if that's what you're going to go with, Dustin Diamond over Takashi Six Ah,
1: <sighs> that's rough. But who? I, I need to just digest that information for another quick second. I I might. I might have to go with the upset here and go with Takashi69. That, that's oh fucked God, that dude, is fucked up. That is awful. You
0: believe in the shittiest of miracles, folks. Takashi69 taken out my, uh, to be honest, I'll be honest, my pick, Dustin Diamond, to win the whole thing. Yeah. He was my pick. He was my personal pick. He has been, I guess, snitched out for the horrible alleged murder he may have done and was arrested. So he didn't even, he wasn't even allowed to finish the match.
1: That's that's how awful this this pairing was. Yeah, I man. Yeah, I went into that being like Dustin Diamond all the way, but no, that that changes everything. That that was the that was the moment. Dustin Diamond, you know, allegedly may have killed someone, but does some weird shady shit with his friends. But at least he's never sodomized someone with their choice of a grill brush or whatever the fuck the other thing was. I, I would never yeah. be able to get past that. No,
0: no. Not at all. Again, allegedly. Allegedly, <laughs> but uh, but I did read some reports about it, so I can't technically not not just fake news. For that particular possibility. Also, I totally believe that he would be a piece of shit that would do that. Moving on to the final bracket, Mister Frank. Here yeah. we go. I, I I would argue probably the the seventh and eighth probably personal picks of mine. For the most part, we have. Nicholas Cage, the mm. actor, famous for uh, Next. That's it. That's the only movie he's ever been in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, the Weatherman was his other famous one that everyone really enjoys. The what? Yes,
0: was he in the Wicker Man as well?
1: He was in the Wicker Man, which holds a special okay. place in my heart due to its use of bees. Okay,
0: okay. he was in the Wicker. Uh, he was in the Wicker Man. Of course, I think most famously, he was the body for the actual star of Con Air, the ridiculous hairstyle, which they then did repeat in next. I don't know if you ever uh, linked those two together, same hairstyle. Uh, oh. I was really glad that hairstyle got more work after Con Air.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And Nicolas Cage. Now, a lot of people don't really think of Nicolas Cage as like a horrible human being. He's just like a really weird shitty actor.
1: Yeah. Awful. But Have you
0: ever seen him lately? with like his i guess now wife who's like 20 years younger than him
1: Mm, i have not is this bearded? i highly
0: recommend i i would highly recommend looking up some maybe like uh runway uh red carpet situations he looks like a combination of like 98 hot topic and like current day hot topic literally blew up all over him and then he thought i'm just gonna wear this out I believe there is at least one photo where he is wearing a entire mesh
1: shirt. Now, though, I believe his son, uh, Kal-El, is a heavy metal musician, and uh, he has started to wear a lot of this stuff to help support his son's career.
0: Do you know what is a better way to do that? Not doing that and making you look like an asshole uh, trying to support your son, but instead maybe just posting like maybe some like twitter links or like hey this is my son maybe using some like hollywood inside stuff not looking like you're the shitty roadie for your son's
1: band. oh so you're saying that to help promote someone you care about you should maybe make it about them instead of yourself
0: yes i i just got that sneaky feeling like maybe <laughs> that's a better option if you if you're gonna go with something
1: also that's what i would nick cage heavy heavy history Of uh, awful financial transactions. The main reason that dude is still working is because of the debt he's in and because of these Uh stupid purchases he makes. He bought dragon eggs for $1.2 million. Dragon eggs. Dragon eggs. Dragon eggs.
0: Like like literal dragon eggs? Or are you talking like movie replica from like Game
1: of Thrones? Nope. They were they were sold as these are the eggs of real dragons, they are worth a million dollars, and Nick Cage said, "That sounds fair." Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So
0: he's a moron. Yeah. And, and, and an idiot. But does that classify him to be one of the worst people ever? Yeah, kinda. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, he's he also famously made was the star of Ghost Rider.
1: Just mm. put that out
0: there. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. Who, uh, you know, wh- I went back and I watched Ghost Rider, and I realized that Nick Cage kind of just does a really bad Elvis impersonation in like all of his movies, and that's mm. just like the Nick Cage character. Yeah, which is weird, but also completely makes sense that he would fashion himself after uh, Elvis Presley, who also is pretty much just like not that great of a human being as we have found out as the years go on. Yeah. Now, his his opponent, Tim, I think doesn't deserve to be on the list, but when I curated a combatant, uh like fighting uh committee, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, the the board the board of directors, aka my mom, she said, What was the name of that guy from that band that you used to listen to about the hot dog? Ah. And I had to, I had to stop and think for a minute. And I went, oh, I guess you're right. It's Fred. He did it for the nookie, which is actually going to be your daughter. So you can take the cookie and shove it up your ass. Because he is a chainsaw and he's going to leave your daughter's ass raw.
1: dirt. I mean, hands in and hands out. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do now.
0: You're going to keep rolling, rolling, rolling?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think. I- <laughs> yeah, it took me a
0: minute to get that one. Fred, Fred dirt. Uh those of you who don't know who Freders is, first off, Chample. second off, is the lead singer of Limp Bizkit. Uh, the phonetical of uh, actually pronouncing it because that's actually how it's spelled. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I for the longest time I always pronounced it Bizkit, and then uh, I was told it's a it's a soft Z, so it's Bizkit.
1: Yeah, yeah. Named, I was unaware. Named after his uh, three-legged dog, by the way, who limped. Uh, the dog's name was Biscuit, had three legs, a little bit of a limp. Limp Biscuit. Wow.
0: Okay, right. uh, that makes me not – man, he's he's starting to kind of get points. Now, here's the thing, Tim. If I have one guilty pleasure, it is Limp Biscuit's hot dog flavor – chocolate starfish hot dog flavor water album. It yeah. is my get up and jam album. I love it. Mm-hmm. As, a, as a professional wrestling fan, the 2001 – WrestleMania 17 main event theme song was My Way, which of course had Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock. If you've never seen this video before, I recommend everybody go check it out. It is on uh, all over the place. It's probably one of the greatest uh, like setup videos for a match ever, and of course he famously is in it. That being said, I and this is this is my justification for him being on the list. Mm-hmm. I believe that Fred Durst is the sole reason why in this day like era we have the existence of the fuck boy culture.
1: Ooh. Okay. If you if you go
0: back, he was very influential in in the nineties. Yeah. Those people have most likely procrastin as a as a child, I, you know, I, I loved one biscuit. I had the backwards hat. Yep. Red red uh, yeah. hat, you know. So did I. I, I was yep, yes, yeah, yep. Yeah, uh, brim flipped kind of up a little bit. Yeah. Did, did you do? Did, did you get the bend up? Were you an up bend guy, or were I, you a flat?
1: Uh, I, I I always bend my hats, regardless of whether they're supposed to or not. But it was never up. It was certainly f- okay bent like a baseball hat and worn backwards because y- you had to.
0: That's that's fair. Um, he also he also uh. In general per, You know Kind of While he gave us Fashion He also gave us A mentality A A A A, a, a mindset Of I'm just here Snap it next Cash and check And fucking bitches <laughs> And I think that Really translate As a child That really translated To me As this is what I need to be As an adult He is generation X Generation extreme As we all know mm-hmm. Um, and he don't, he don't give a fuck about any other generation until we give a fuck about
1: his generation. His so, Jika generation, I believe is how it's pronounced. You're absolutely completely right in that.
0: He also did murder somebody. Mm. We did have a death at one of his shows and it's actually one of the reasons why, uh, Stacey in concerts is so, uh, pregnant now and there uh, because oh. this person died. Yeah, the things like the uh, barricades that go into the crowd to kind of like separate and mm-hmm. spread out and and people like, you know, uh, standing and like uh, with a flashlight uh, security guards will stand with a flashlight when fights break out. And things. So this is a thing that this is a thing that happens. it I guess technically manslaughter, accidental manslaughter. Mm.
1: Uh,
0: the actual chainsaw who will leave your daughter's as well. Versus <laughs> Nicholas, I don't even know what to give him as a nickname. Cage,
1: yeah. Um, Who is your choice? This one's actually really easy for me. Out of uh, everyone in this uh, contest, uh, I would really, legitimately, kind of prefer if my daughter was to date Fred Durst. Nick Cage wow. is moving on.
0: Nick Cage is. Go- I guess this is not War Tour '98 Forever Chill because Nick Cage is moving on and Fred Durst. Dies a nucleus death. Yeah. So there we go. We have we have completed the brackets. Let's go into the semifinals. Yeah. Tim, let's let's remind the folks listening at home. ICP versus Ron Jeremy. This is gonna be the clowns. Yeah. so I'm sorry. Go ahead. This is gonna be. Uh, this
1: Listen is gonna the... be the toughest call. Um. I think right here, hands down.
0: Uh, I absolutely, think you're right. It, it's the tag team back again. <laughs> 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 uh, painted, I, I, they have they have refreshed their their paint. Yeah. They went old school. Uh, they went like let's say generation two. Insane Clown get up in gear. Their friends, Twisted, I believe is how you pronounce it, yep. has shown up. Uh, a mud was Mudbane originally part of the ICP family. Uh,
1: I don't believe so, but no, I, okay. I, certainly I, don't know I know that, that there's sure. other bands. Yeah,
0: I know that there was other because. Uh, uh, famously, uh, it's Twisted, right? The, that's the two guys. Yep. Okay, so Twisted uh, was at War Tour, the last time that War Tour toured, mm-hmm. and they famously uh, told a story that they are no longer technically part of the ICP family yeah. because they did not want to be associated with going to the like the the court hearing in Washington D.C. to get their name off of the like America's Most Wanted list of, like, gangs. Yeah. They didn't really want to be associated with that. And ICP was like, "Uh, well, then, fuck you guys. You're not part of our... No more. And they were just kind of like, that's okay. We think we'll do just fine. And they left and are vegan.
1: Huh. Mm -hmm. I mean... Yeah, so... You know what they say. Twisted clowns never eat meat, I think is the saying. They do say
0: that. I have have heard that uh, uttered perhaps once, maybe twice.
1: Yeah. And they had that really good song um about ovo lacto vegetarians, I believe. uh
0: dare I say, a straight banger.
1: Yeah, straight banger.
0: Which is also what the ICP will be doing with your daughter. Ah shit. Going up against Ron Jeremy. Ron Jeremy, again, just a trash bag of a human being. If we had to pick one, Tim, is it big old Bluetooth himself? <laughs> Blue Chew himself, not a blue. De- I have a. It's have probably a both. Theory. He's Ron probably got a, a
1: couple blue dead teeth in that fucking skull. I'm sure. Oh,
0: for for sure, does. I also think he's too stupid to understand how blue chew. So, <laughs> right. Uh, he is. He is Blue Chew Ron Jeremy versus ICP Tim. Who do you got?
1: Here's what it comes down to. ICP has some redeeming qualities, politically or how they help you know their hometown and, and what they do. Ron Jeremy moves ahead. No redeeming qualities at all. Just a huge piece of shit. At least there's a couple kernels of goodness in the ICP.
0: Well, there you, folks, there you have it. Ron Jeremy beating the living life out of ICP with his blue shoe dick. I, <laughs> frankly, I'm surprised. I'm, I'm surprised that that's the pick. But I understand it. Now, Tim, what I would argue is probably a talk, a, a, a softball. A little, uh, a wiffle ball toss. Maybe we even walked it out and put it right on the teeth for you. It's Takashi six nine versus Nicholas Cage.
1: Yeah, uh, Takashi six nine. There, no contest. Yeah,
0: Tekashi, I don't even think we have to have a conversation about this. Yeah, uh, Takashi six nine. Even, even if we just look at the snitching, still worse than anything Nicholas Cage realistically has ever done. For he's sure. just really bad with money. All he's gonna do is just constantly kind of be like yeah so Dad, like uh, I found this like toilet that also was once a rhinoceros, you should invest in it with me and then he's gonna make you uh, invest all of the money and not actually pay you back right right.
1: yeah, yeah
0: I mean I, I think that's that's pretty much that's pretty much the easiest the easiest toss up of all of these. yep. so here we go. it's the showdown. It's the final. Ron? Jeremy versus Takashi six nine. I don't. I don't really know how much more we can stress about about. You know what? Maybe, maybe I can't. Here, here is my closing argument. Tim Takashi six nine, a horrible human being, mm-hmm. a a a snitch, a man who was willing to rat out his friends yep. to get out of the horrible crimes that he had had committed. I can. Tim, I don't even know what racketeering is, but I have a feeling that it's really bad because it's always. Some sort of ploy within, like, government corruption movies, right? Like, that's the thing that they shut down the bad guy with. It's all we got him for racketeering. I'm pretty certain racketeering
1: is kind of a bullshit charge. Isn't that just playing air guitar, like, on a tennis or badminton racket?
0: You know what? Uh, I did speak with our legal team. That is actually what it is. I had no idea.
1: Yeah, that's why it's always such a bullshit charge. They're like, oh, he was racketeering. And everyone's like, oh, that sounds really bad. But you look into it a little bit and you're like, wow. Didn't Tom Cruise do that in Risky Business? Isn't that like not not really all that bad? But no one looks into it that far. I think that's uh, it's a big failure on the uh, on the part of our justice system.
0: Yeah, to be honest, I think I would argue that Tom Cruise is a worse human being now than Takashi Six Nine. Right. But that's not the case, Tim, because he also done horrible, horrible, despicable, disgusting acts with a minor, allegedly potentially we didn't do enough research to actually figure that out, of whether that was the case or not, because we're professionals here. Right. Going up against. Well, we're Ron professionally
1: Jeremy. casual about it.
0: We are professionally casual. It's almost like that's the entire month of the network that we are on, perhaps. Ron Ron Jeremy. If, uh, closing arguments to Ron Jeremy.
1: Uh, closing arguments for Ron Jeremy. He is going to violate my daughter straight out of mm-hmm. the gate. We know both of them are going to. Uh, he's going to have to be uh, medically enhanced to do so. And uh-huh. uh, he's probably not going to be able to do it long before he just bites it. The big benefit in his corner is that the things that he is going to violate my daughter with are probably exclusively um, his penis. So while not really a positive, at least we know what we're dealing with. Uh, Takashi69, young, vibrant. And uh, unfortunately, just has many, many years ahead of of abuse and assault and really just fucked up shit. That terrifies me. I would much rather have a maximum three to five years of dealing with Ron Jeremy dating my daughter because he'll probably just bite it over a potential lifetime with Takashi Six Nine.
0: Uh,
1: you're you're absolutely correct, and fr- frankly, uh, if I
0: if I had to add any more to it, man, like he's gonna make your daughter shave his chest man like yeah. sensual a, a seductive sensual candles are lit you know, you hear the the can of of like you know shaving cream get started mm-hmm. he's got like he doesn't have like a buzz you know a buzz trimmer he's got a, a shitty old razor that she has to change the blades in
1: Ugh.
0: yeah yeah I, I i can't help but feel like maybe maybe he is the worst because the only thing about Takashi Six Nine is he's got money. Ron Jeremy just doesn't have fucking money. Right. So Tim, if you had to choose, you had to have a winner to crown the very first ever Elite Eight Showdown winner. Who's it going to be?
1: It's going to be what for me was a sleeper, uh, Takashi Six Nine. Takashi Six Nine, the rainbow-haired snitch. Congratulations,
0: Takashi Six Nine. Cue the clapping. I. Yes, nobody, nobody in the arena is excited about this at all. Yeah. But we've crowned our first champion. Tim, thanks so much for, uh, for doing this with me next week. Next show? We're not totally sure. At some point, we will release another video. Or uh, not video, because this is a podcast. Yeah. We will be doing best N64 game of all time.
1: Ooh, shit. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yup. So uh, we, I want to get out of the depressingness and get jump into the bestness. We will be doing that. If you liked this show, please check out our other amazing shows here at the Professional Casual Network, like The Space Between Presents, The Tiger King, and Big Fiction Energy. Tim, I'm not totally familiar with the other shows because I only care about myself. Why don't you go ahead and tell the folks at home
1: shows are yeah so big fiction energy is a uh, weekly blog or podcast currently going over the book uh, by author dan cole uh, lani the girl without fear it's an audio drama where a couple of us at the network are um, voice uh, acting all the characters and going through the story from start to finish little by little one chapter every other week um the other show that we have coming out is the space between Tiger King, where we are deep diving into every single episode of that train wreck called the Tiger King, and um, reviewing it episode by episode.
0: Now I, I got I got I got to, I got to pull the curtain back here a little bit. Big Fiction Energy, friend of the show Dan Cole, stand up individual, pretty decent writer from the things that I have had uh, read to me, because Tim, as we all know, I don't read. Yeah. Um, so I'm very excited to go ahead and check out this big fiction energy and have them tell me a story, which frankly is the best way to have stories ever told, because I don't have to waste time reading it and then taking a nap, <laughs> which I think is uh, the best the best situation ever. And the Tiger King, I, Tim, I've watched all the uh, episodes. I deep dove into it. I cannot wait to hear your guys' coverage of what might be the most psychotic and insane story netflix has ever
1: covered oh it's really good too because we have uh it's a cast of four uh myself uh dan cole his uh lovely wife danny and our our friend sarah and dan and danny are watching it one episode and then we, we are recording the episode about it they are getting in fresh they do not know how the rest of the episodes turn out well, Sarah and I do, we have watched the whole series. So you get a really unique perspective on going back after having watched it to see where they kind of start from. And your opinion certainly changes as you watch it. But re-watching it a second time, you know, puts a little bit of a different perspective on it. So having a fresh take with a season take on these awful, awful people is, uh, is pretty great. Well, Tim, I am excited for
0: it. And as always, you can go check out my friends, and hopefully Tim's friends too, uh, over at the Wreck My Podcast. Jordan, Pam, Joe, uh, and Craig do a great show where every week they pick a topic from their childhood, either be a mo- mainly a movie or a TV show, and they review it and see if it has indeed wrecked their childhood. They also have a great segment show called Around the Roundtable, where they kind of just talk about their hashtag problems, things that they're stoked for. And, of course, a championship trivia game. You can also go check out my friends, Breaker and Bane, over at Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, where they talk about everything from wrestling to movies to comic books and interviews of, I guess, wrestlers and famous people in uh, the uh, Oklahoma area. That's where they're from. Also, Tim, if if you're interested in go checking it out, they had the guy from Nick Arcade on one time. Oh, shit. Yeah, so, like, a really weird thing, Uh, really, uh, like, an awesome podcast that they did. If you're not necessarily into the wrestling stuff, I highly recommend at least just checking out the first half of their show. Stick around for the interviews. Uh, Breaker does a great job on there. Folks, that is it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and squirrels, thank you for hanging out with us. Till next time, leave it all on the bracket. This has been Elite 8 Showdown. Thank you.